0: Remember high school when you were constantly dealing with peer pressure? Think those days are over? Think again. The cool kids today sit at Washington DC, New York City, and LA, and they expect you and I to fit in. But the stakes are much higher than just getting a date to the prom. Today, the peer pressure of the world could cost you your life we talk about the died-suddenly pandemic no one is allowed to talk about, and a congressman gets sworn in on a comic book, yes, a comic book, but his actions betray a deeper need for justice than only, that only Jesus can provide. Jimmy Fallon is officially no longer funny, and you're being trained to laugh on cue, but it's not a laughing matter when the laugh is on you. This is your favorite night of the week, The Deep End, on Tim Hatch Live. To
1: the Deep End.
0: Hey everybody, welcome into Season 6, Episode 17 of The Deep End, where we talk about, on this channel anyway, the news of the day through the Christian worldview and biblical truth, And we approach culture with conviction and discernment. And my name is Tim, and I'm so glad that you're here. And if you you would do me a favor and hit that like button, the subscribe button, and the notification bell on the YouTube page. That way we can let you know when we go live and you'll never miss an episode. I'm so glad for our subscribers. So thankful for you guys. You are awesome. Let me know in the comments below or to the right where you are watching from. And today's topic, today's episode is all about this very simple thing that we struggle with even from junior high onward and even today. The title of today's talk is The Danger of Following the Crowd. I'm reading an interesting book on peer pressure. And the reason why I'm reading this book is because, like I say here in this screenshot, life can be a lot like high school, it's time to grow up. The book I'm reading is called Collective Illusions. It's written by Todd Rose. The subtitle, Conformity, Complicity, and the Science of Why We Make Bad Decisions. It's about our tendency to hold public and private beliefs that are very different from each other. There's a public person of us, and then there's the private person of us, and they're often in conflict. And the reason why is because we have these collective illusions, this this science of why we follow the crowd. The argument that the author makes in the book is what we do in private, we do not do in public, if the public agrees that what we do in private is wrong, at least publicly. Did you get that? So we won't do something in public that we will do in private because the public thinks that that private thing we do is wrong. And most of us do this. And most of us follow the same trajectory in this regard. He starts out with a research project, a scientific research project by a social scientist in a small town in western New York. The town had about a thousand people. And they didn't believe that you should play cards with the face cards. That is a Puritan conviction holdover because the Puritans did not appreciate the royal family of England when they moved to this country. And so the face cards of the deck of cards is considered evil and sinful. If you were playing with them, you were sinning. Everyone in the town, in this Western New York town, did this privately. They played with the face cards privately, but they did not play with them publicly. Why? Because everyone publicly said it was wrong. And as this guy researched the town and got to know them and went to their church and sat in their homes, he saw that pretty much everybody in the town was playing with the face cards at home privately, but would never uh, approve of such action publicly. And it made me think. made me think of how much we do that with so much of our lives. Peer pressure is a thing, it's a real thing even now, especially now in the post-COVID or I guess kind of quasi post-COVID world that we live in right now. What the crowd says we should do, get vaccinated, and we do it even when privately we don't think we should do it, get vaccinated, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry, I got a cough, like we wear masks or we (coughs) get vaccinated or follow the trend of LGBT craziness. Or maybe we adopt certain moral values that we should not actually have and we do not privately hold or believe these are called collective illusions and i am here to help you navigate the waters out of this because again there is a danger there is a danger to following the crowd we will publicly espouse morals and values that we do not privately believe too many christians are doing this too many christians and if you're not a christian i'm appreciating that you're here maybe you can learn something about how christians are reacting to this world but but if you're not a Christian, I understand. You're going to follow the crowd. You're going to do what the crowd says. Fine. But Christians, like, like, look, if the morals and values are celebrated in our culture, it does not mean that you should celebrate them publicly and, you know, uh, reject them privately. You, you, you've got to be a person of integrity. The word integrity means one. That means you are one person, not two, not duplicitous, Right. So we're kind of like freshmen in high school today. Freshmen in high school, easily influenced by the cool kids to believe and act in ways that are socially acceptable, even when we really don't believe that they are. Add social media to the mix, and with 24 access, 24-hour 24 access to someone else's public life, we can magnify this effect on our lives. But perhaps one of the lesser-known culprits is something far more harmless that's been part of a, the American experience since the 1950s. And that is the Hollywood laugh track. <laughs> I was even making a joke when you laughed. No, you didn't laugh, did you? But you heard laughter. And chances are when you hear laughter, you are influenced to laugh. That is a subtle way in which we have been trained since the 1950s to follow the crowd. See, in the 1950s, in Hollywood, studio executives were frustrated by American audiences because they weren't laughing at what they considered the good jokes that they were producing in their content. And so a CBS sound engineer named Charlie Douglas invented something called the Laugh Box. The box contained 320 unique laughs that had been recorded to tape, and he added them after the shows were recorded to the soundtrack of the show to increase audience response. The result has been 73 years of the same medicine pumped into our social psyche ad nauseum. Getting you to laugh by adding fake laughter. You say that's ridiculous. That can't work. Well, a study from NPR reveals that when you add a laugh track to a joke on a show, it definitely makes the joke seem funnier. Another report from Smart News says that researchers subjected 72 adults to 40 really bad so-called dad jokes. The jokes were presented first with no laughter. Then they were presented with short bursts of laughter that were distinctly fake And then they were presented with spontaneous real laughs that had been recorded and then added to the joke. Participants were instructed to rate the jokes on a scale of one to seven after having heard all three jokes with the no laughter, the forced laughter, and the real laughter that had been pumped in afterwards. And the results showed that the jokes that were followed by forced or canned laughter added a 10% score boost to the joke. And those that were added with a spontaneous sounding laughter saw a 15 to 20% spike. In other words, when you hear laughter, you laugh, even if the joke's not funny. According to one study, laughter truly is contagious. When we hear laughter from others, the pre cortical re- region of the brain preps the muscles in the face to begin laughing along with others, even when we don't want to laugh. I mean, it's <laughs> kind of funny that that's happened, right? No, it's not funny because you are being influenced by fake laughter and things that might not be that funny or maybe should be funny. Maybe, maybe you should be laughing at, and you're not laughing at it because, well, because you've been trained, trained to laugh at the wrong things and not to laugh at the things that you should laugh at. According to daily review, check this stat out America's highest rating rating rated, sorry, highest rated, longest running television, television comedies over the last six decades have all used laugh tracks or, or live audiences to boost laughter. Everything from I Love Lucy to MASH to Cheers and to Seinfeld. One of the keys is this, whatever you laugh at, you don't take as seriously as you once did. Now that can be good when it comes to yourself. It's good to laugh at yourself, your personal image, your pride, your foibles. Not to take yourself too seriously is a very healthy endeavor, but it's terrible when it comes to your values, your morals, your Christian convictions. And think of the trajectory of American sitcoms for the last 70 years. Gone are the days of I Love Lucy, where the funniest point of that episode was where she was stuffing the chocolates in her mouth because she couldn't keep up with the the factory uh, line item that she was involved in. Think about. That compared to what we see today on American television, we are trained now to laugh at things like making fun of Christian values, being on the wrong side of history, being out of touch with the progressive sexual morality of our world. We're being told to laugh at adultery, fornication, honesty, kindness. These things get laughed at now. And this all means, and ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. I want you to hear me say this. This means that whether you realize it or not, Your values are being shaped by television's laugh track. Yes, you are being groomed. (laughs) So the question is, whose laugh are you following? Are you following, I don't know. This guy's laugh? (laughs) Okay, admittedly, that was super corny. No laugh track necessary there. So researchers really delved into the influence of the laugh track and they did something very interesting. They found this video online of a friend's episode where the laugh track was removed and the friend's episode suddenly went from very funny to really creepy. Then they flipped it and someone with far too much time on their hands took scenes from the movie The Shining a horror movie starring Jack Nicholson in the 19, I think, 1970s, and set it to the soundtrack and laugh track of the sitcom Seinfeld. And what you are left with is absolute hilarity. I watched the video on YouTube, and I'm going to show it to you here because it shows you the influence of the laugh track. This is a very frightening movie, but when set to the soundtrack theme and laugh track theme of Seinfeld, it becomes hilarious. Watch with me. <laughs> hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. <laughs> I'm gonna bash them right the
1: And I'll puff, and I'll blow your house
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <Excellent. laughs> <laughs> it is something like totally. <laughs> so, I find him. Here's Johnny. <laughs> It's amazing to me. It's just a social experiment that we really should explore more because I think about this question that I want to pose to you. What have you been trained to laugh at over the last 40 years? Adultery, drinking, drug use, fornication? Again, how Christians are seemingly out of touch with the values of modern America? Have you laughed at a joke that demonizes your own Christian convictions or demeans women or overweight people? Of course you have. We all have. That's the influence of peer pressure, the subtle peer pressure that we are faced with today. And then America pretended to be offended when Donald Trump became president, as if his values and statements were not in complete vogue with American entertainment of the last half century. My point is there's a danger to following the crowd that's not funny. And I would like to suggest this as a pastor. Do not be groomed by a culture of fools. See, what our culture celebrates is not necessarily truth. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed. That word is which means to assimilate or fashion oneself according to another person. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed, metamorpho in the Greek, by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and pleasing and perfect. You need not to be pressured from the outside in, but changed from the inside out. That's what the work of God is all about. And, and let me say this too, don't be groomed by the American machine. Yes, the American machine. That machine includes what Hollywood teaches you to value, what culture teaches you to celebrate, and what the government forces you to accept. And that brings me to a very sober and very important version or, or episode or a segment today of Deep End News that I'm telling you, this could save your life. Let's do it, Deep End News.
1: News you choose
0: if you could choose news. So now, even out of the horse's mouth, the CDC has released its VARES safety report analyses for the COVID vaccine. And the stats are quite alarming. There is a trend on Twitter. It's called the died suddenly trend, and it is huge. But here's why. This report by Tyler Durden actually highlights a summary of the findings from the cdc's own report on the safety of the vaccines and i am alarmed at what has been discovered vaccine covid 19 vaccines show clear safety signals for death and a range of highly concerning thromboembolic cardiac neurological hemorrhagic hematological, immune system and menstrual adverse effects among u.s adults Another finding, there were 770 different types of adverse events that showed safety signals in ages 18 plus, over which 500, two out of three, or two-thirds of them, had a larger safety signal than myocarditis and pericarditis. Another finding, the number of serious adverse effects reported in less than two years for the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine is 5.5 times larger than all serious reports for vaccines given to adults in the U.S. since 2009. And twice as many mRNA COVID-19 vaccine reports were classified as serious compared to uh, all other vaccines given to adults over the last few years. So there it is from the CDC itself. The vaccine is quite dangerous, far more than any previous vaccine administered in recent history by our government. But the proof has been there for over a year. Like I said, there is a trend that pops up on Twitter constantly. It's called the died suddenly tr- tr- Twitter trend. And every other day it's like it's appearing on my on the right hand side of my Twitter page. I don't know for you. I know it's still manipulated no matter what Elon Musk does. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is a serious pandemic that is happening too regularly to our youngest and most healthy members of society. Consider what happened just this past week. When an Old Dominion men's basketball team watched in shock on Saturday as their teammate Emo Eason suddenly collapsed on the court. This is now happening uh, on this Twitter page. Now the end begins. This is now happening in every sport. Why? Time to release the Fauci files, myocarditis, vaccine, and death. And let's consider, and I hate to talk about it this early on, but he was just released out of the hospital yesterday. Praise be to God. But let's talk about DeMar Hamlin's collapse during the bills bengals game last week. So he gets hit, and he stands up for a few moments and suddenly falls to the ground. Cardiac arrest. His heart stops beating. He's clinically dead, I guess, in that moment. And thanks to the technicians and doctors that were aware and on point in that moment, they resuscitated him, brought him back to heart beating. And yesterday, again, like I said, he walked out of the hospital of his own accord. But the Scientific American took that moment not to write about anything concerning the vaccine. Oh, no, 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 no. They took that moment to write about how his collapse highlights the violence black men experience in football. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I saw the play. I, I didn't watch the game, but I saw the play on replay. The hit was hard. And right on DeMar Hamlin's chest, absolutely, it possibly could have affected how his heart was beating. But nothing that about that hit when you watch it makes you think wow that was a really hard hit it was pretty average compared to other NFL hits but immediately Twitter blew up with quote thoughts and prayers and a complete rejection of any question as to why after 60 plus years of NFL football we are suddenly seeing something like this happen we aren't even allowed to say what if what if the vaccine had something to do with this? I'm not saying it did, even. I'm, I'm even going to take the high road here for now and say maybe it didn't. I hope it didn't. But what if it did? And why suddenly are, and think about this, why are suddenly thoughts and prayers enough now? Like when a mass shooting happens at a school and we say thoughts and prayers, People literally castigate you for saying thoughts and prayers because it's not about thoughts and prayers now. We need to get to the root of the problem. Guns are a problem. No, guns are not a problem. The human heart is a problem. But now when it comes to the vaccine, we don't even question what the root of the problem is. We just say thoughts and prayers are enough now. Thoughts and prayers are enough. Interesting how the tables get turned on us as a culture whenever the cultural shoot movers and shapers say so. I just think like during the height of the pandemic, we couldn't stop talking about who died of covid and how covid was to blame for everything even when somebody died with covid it was a death of covid but now we can't even ask questions about people dying right in front of us sometimes of the vaccine i mean this is incredible even the nih was finally forced the national institute of health was finally forced to admit what you couldn't say on twitter without being banned previously that the vaccine does affect the menstrual cycle of women This was reported back in October of 2022. And if you said anything about this on social media before 2022, October of 2022, you were castigated and possibly banned. See when the cool kids are in charge, the rest of us have to shut up until what they say is okay is finally made okay to say. And so the deaths of seemingly or the collapses of seemingly healthy young people keep popping up in the news. And again, We can't talk about it, except on this show, which we will talk about it. And of course, YouTube will silence and YouTube will squash and YouTube will put the little COVID disclaimer is probably there already as we go live with this show, which means that you've got to do me a favor and like the content and subscribe and hit that notification bell because YouTube is not interested in giving you these facts. I am help me out, help the algorithm and share the show with somebody on your social media page if you don't mind. But again, young people dying suddenly. Of heart problems. Consider Adam Rich, the uh, from the sitcom in the 1980s, eight is enough. Suddenly died at age 54 this past Sunday. Nothing to see here. Uh, an amateur boxer, five days away from college graduation named Baron Mann, died suddenly, just five days before graduating university. This guy worked out five days a week. He was a health nut. He recently developed asthma. No answers from the doctors who probably can't give the answers that they want. Nothing to see here. Or the SNL stars who remember Nick Nemiroff, who suddenly died at age what? 32. But again, nothing to see here. Perhaps the most ridiculous news article I've ever read comes from the Army Times, which reports an Army lieutenant serving in the 101st Airborne Division uh, Intelligence Directory during its deployment to Eastern Europe died September 6th of, quote, natural causes, end quote, according to a division press release. My friends, young soldiers in the Army at 40 years of age do not die of natural causes. Something else is to blame. At least in the not last two years, they haven't died of natural causes. But again, nothing to see here. Consider the story of Caden Clymer. This is an Ohio high school junior. He had six feet, six feet of blood clots removed from his legs and was put on blood thinners and removed from the football field permanently. Suddenly at age, what? 17, 16 or people magazine reporting how blood clots like Haley Baldwin Bieber's are just happening in younger and younger people. They're just happening. (laughs) <laughs> like really 25 year olds get strokes and blood clots more often and nobody can say anything, nothing to see here. And then there's the videos that pop up on social media. If you're diligent enough like me to go out there and find them, you'll see at a press briefing talking about the vaccine rollout at the European Union. This happened. Look at oh, watch as they're talking about the vaccine. Of One of the presenters just collapses, just collapses on the set. Now this is an old video, but old news is now new news because Twitter is less controlled by the regime today. But again, nothing to see here. Maybe she was just nervous. Maybe it was something else. Or Bob Rathburn, a play-by-play announcer for the Atlantic Hawks, oh, was talking with Dominic amazing. Wilkins used, before the game right. and suddenly has kid, this, this medical condition come old, upon his brain. Watch as he, night, he literally like folds belonged. up. So, this is a scary I scene. For this
1: kid to have a really this good is shocking. The season, and it's oh, during a live amazing. broadcast. Used, unbelievable. Sorry right. the
0: video loops there, but you get the picture. Now, this past week, Jessica Robb, a young Canadian reporter, suddenly having a bit of trouble putting a sentence together on the job. Watch.
1: do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the third anniversary? Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nariman, I... Looking at uh, after the, to the, the day families are pushing feds to Pushing the feds to Sorry, Evan, I'm, <laughs> I'm not feeling very well right now and I'm about just <clears throat> Okay, we'll come back to you right now. We'll make sure that Jessica you are doing okay
0: Emma, it's, it's alarming. It's unbelievable. And again, you can't say anything. This is again Jessica Rob. Canadian reporter, you know she's got to be vaxxed because Canadian forced everybody, Canada forced everybody to get vaxxed. And we know she's vaxxed because she actually boasted on her social media page that she had been three times vaccinated. And in April, she still got the virus, but nothing to see here. And if you, in case you have something to say about DeMar Hamlin's collapse and how it could possibly be caused by the COVID vaccine and no other NFL players have experienced the same symptoms, well, I give you NFL megastar J.J. Watt, who back in October said his heart went into a fibrillation and he had to be shocked back into rhythm. Now, he did take the field that, that next day, but he retired just last week because the season is over. I don't remember hearing this kind of story happening to Emmett Smith or Michael Irvin or Leon Lett during the high days of the ni- Dallas Cowboys in the 1990s. Maybe? Nope. Nothing to see here. How about in soccer? Real Madrid's uh, star Sheriff Tiraspol, Tiris, sorry, 26 years old, clutched his chest on the field and collapsed to the ground while playing in a soccer match. These guys are the fittest members, the most athletic, healthy members of society, and now suddenly out of nowhere are falling to the ground for no apparent reason. Not just the NFL, not just soccer, but in motocross. This is Pedro Cost, a 17-year-old motocross champion and a Spanish kid, and he collapsed during a press conference. Watch. Uh. (laughs) 17 years old, why? And then I remember reporting on Heather McDonald a couple of months back, she opened her act at the improv talking about how she was vaxxed and she was boosted and then saying famously, Jesus loves me the most. And then this happened, watch
2: jesus
0: loves me the most seriously so nice so nice Uh. now the audience is laughing there because they think she's doing this as part of the act but soon after this moment the audience stops laughing because (laughs) paramedics had to come in and revive her this is not a laughing matter but again nothing to see here i i you say well maybe it's because uh we're we, we have so much more access to things because of video and everybody has a little video camera in their hand and and i agree with you but at the same time big tech is purposely silencing this stuff from coming out and yet it's still coming out it's getting through the filters that have been run by the the big tech government conglomerate that is controlling what you see in here i mean we're still seeing it that's that's my point And then this one, this is probably the most shocking illustration of this. This is Tiffany Dover. She was one of the first nurses who got the COVID vaccine live on TV and then passed out immediately. When you woke up this morning, did you know you were going to be receiving the
1: vaccine? I did, yes. So, you know, all of my staff...
0: Here she is talking about um, having taken it.
1: We are excited to get the vaccine. You know, um, we are in the COVID unit. So, therefore, you know, my team will be getting first she's going to be and i know that um it's really i'm sorry i'm feeling really dizzy
0: reaching for her head i'm sorry suddenly feeling something this is a nurse can't be because of the shot she's gotten shots before and she collapses it, kind of I- ironic, right? Kind of scary, and I, I just I feel like we're living in the middle of the Naked Gun movie. Remember that? Remember that movie, Naked Gun, when uh, Leslie Nielsen stands in front of the exploding building that is being shot up by fireworks when the car crashed into it. And what does he do? He says, "Nothing to see here."
1: Please, these birds. Nothing to see here
0: please. I mean, it's like we are we are living in the midst of one of the most absurd points in human history and again we're not allowed to talk about it as as this great meme online says and i love this remember if someone dies suddenly it's not appropriate to ask about their vaccination status that information was only relevant for getting into restaurants and gyms a couple of months ago yeah now here's a question and it's a very important question is there a specific age group being targeted by these unsafe vaccines well, a doctor and formerly banned doctor on Twitter, Peter McCullough, who has recently been reinstated thanks to Elon Musk, says, yes, there is one particular segment of the population that needs to be direly warned of the danger of the COVID pandemic, of the COVID vaccine. And that segment of the population is astonishingly 18 to 24 year old men. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough was on somebody's podcast uh, this past week, and he said the following. I want to play this video in com- its completion. It's a little bit long, it's about two and a half minutes. Watch this.
2: What we've learned is the highest risk group is age 18 to 24. Uh, in men, 90% of these cases are young men, as shown by Scharf and colleagues in the preprint server system. And then a report by Gill and colleagues from Connecticut, Connecticut coroners, backed up by analyses from the University of Michigan. And the university of wisconsin pathology published in one of the best pathology journals archives of pathology two young boys 16 and 17 they take pfizer and they die on days three and four after the pfizer shot they're found dead at home and the parents mm-hmm. are horrified and they call for an autopsy and the autopsy show indeed the kids died of vaccine-induced myocarditis but the interesting finding is the histopathology looked like there was an overlay of what's called catecholamine toxicity. There must have been a surge of adrenaline. <clears throat> now, this may have been from antecedent uh, athletic activity, we don't know, or it could just be in the throes of dying, the struggle of these boys. They died at home, their parents weren't there, uh, struggling for the last breaths of, of life before they died of the vaccine. Uh, that could have been the surge of catecholamines. Uh, but lead investigator, uh, Dr. Flavio Cattagiani from Brasilia, Brazil. I just interviewed him on the McCullough Report. Uh, he believes it's perfectly consistent with the hypothesis that the vaccine sets up the heart inflammation, which can be very subtle. In fact, some of it can have no symptoms whatsoever, and then it's the big surge of adrenaline during a soccer game or during a basketball game, uh, during sports. That's triggering these deaths and boy that theory fits and he has a paper out in the preprint server system uh, outlining how that really happens and uh, now uh, today it's on my Twitter feed. Uh, there's a school uh, school physician office that said that no child will play until they have blood tests to see if they have heart inflammation, so now the vaccine is creating extra medical procedures, even for clearance before. Athletics. And now, three countries, uh, certainly in Canada, Hospital for Sick Children, the UK, as well as Australia, the government authorities have issued guidelines for doctors, largely cardiologists like myself, to follow for screening, detection, and management of vaccine induced myocarditis. It's as if this heart damage occurring, the vaccines, is now becoming a normal part of medical life for cardiologists.
0: It's unbelievable what is happening right before our eyes. And I want to quote again, read the quote actually for you. The vaccines set up the heart inflammation and then it's the big surge of adrenaline during a basketball game, during sports that's triggering these deaths. End quote. Dr. Peter McCullough. Now he was before the COVID pandemic, you have to understand this, one of the most, if not the most published research doctors, physicians in America. And then when he started to speak out, on these vaccines and what was going on during the COVID pandemic. He was silenced. He was silenced by the government. He was silenced by the big, big tech government conglomeration. Friends, I want to remind you of something spiritual too about this. Young men have always been the devil's target. I, he really has a, 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 a target on their back. That's why he lures young men with pornography and drugs today. Because the devil knows how powerful our young boys can be when they're biblical and strong and dutiful. What happened in Moses' day? Pharaoh tried to kill the young boys to stop Israel and to enslave them. What happened when Jesus showed up? Herod tried to kill the young boys of Bethlehem to stop Jesus and to stop God's work. Young boys are the target. Christian parents, I'm begging you, please save your sons. Get them into church. Get them into the Word of God. Teach them that Jesus rules, not Joe Biden. Tell them that Jesus rules and not the medical establishment. And I got news for you. Dr. McCullough is not the only doctor who's speaking about this. Like one of the one of the accusations is, well, why don't these, why don't more doctors speak up? They are speaking up. They're just they're just being silenced. Consider Dr. Uh, Asim Mulhatra, a London cardiologist who released this video uh, on his on his social media. Watch this.
2: It is my duty and responsibility, as a consultant cardiologist and public health campaigner to urgently inform doctors, patients, and members of the public that the COVID mRNA vaccine has likely played a significant role of being a primary cause of unexpected cardiac arrests, heart attacks, strokes, cardiac arrhythmias, and heart failure since 2021, until proven otherwise.
0: I mean, it's out there. But they're being silenced. Again, you're already seeing, right? There's the COVID little warning from the gods of YouTube, the gods of Google. Again, remember, Google founded by atheists who literally hate the Christian religion, but let's not talk about that. That's another thing we can't talk about. Um, you've got to see what's happening. And if you don't see what's happening, you are going to be the laugh. You're, the laugh is on you. Again, Another reason why you don't see professionals speaking up, more of them speaking up when they should, is because if you haven't been, pay- paying, atten- been paying attention, they have been silenced by social media and the government, and now <laughs> by law in California. Reason.com reporting on Assembly Bill 2098, which states that if a doctor in California warns you against the vaccine, they can lose their license to practice, literally, literally, All the doctor has to say is, well, I'm not sure the vaccine is right for you. And the doctor loses his right to practice in California. This is from Reason, quote, Governor Gavin Newsom signed AB 2098 into law in September, meaning that starting in 2023, doctors who disseminate what the state defines as misinformation or disinformation related to the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus can face disciplinary action by the California Medical Board, including being stripped of their licenses, by the way, doesn't Gavin Newsom look like a prime suspect for Nicholas Carpathia from the Left Behind series? <laughs> I don't know. If they're, if they're looking at the casting for the movie again and a, and a reboot, I say Gavin Newsom for Nicholas Carpathia. Some of you longtime Christians would know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking about. But this law, lose your license if you, what, say something the government doesn't want you to say as a doctor? Does that sound American to you? No, it's not American at all. Sounds a lot like what New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said during the height of the pandemic. What'd she say? She said, quote, we will continue to be your single source of truth, end quote. (laughs) By the way, Jacinda Ardern reminds me of the girl in high school who got straight A's and just hated you. She also said this, a sitting prime minister of a Western country. She said this about her once free country. Watch
1: but do not panic, prepare. And, and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth.
0: Uh, unless, unless you hear it from us, the government, it is not the truth. Oh. You know, there's a great line from the movie Mon- uh, Count of Monte Cristo, which I highly recommend you watch. Uh, a guy was imprisoned unjustly because of a cooperation of a government that put him in a jail that nobody talked about. And he sat there and he lost his disbelief in God. And uh, then the people, the conspirators who were part of it, and one of them was a, uh, had a father who was a Napoleon sympathizer, who Napoleon had been imprisoned by this point. And his son said to him, I don't want to be the son of a traitor. And he said, a traitor, tra- uh, uh, being a traitor is a matter of dates. It really is. It's like we consider the founders of our country, right, patriots. But before they were patriots, they were traitors to a government who was not telling them the truth. And America has become that same problematic government. It's happening right before our eyes. Big tech is in on it. Hollywood is in on it. The cultural movers and shakers, the cool kids that sit in Washington, D.C., New York City and L.A. are all in on it. And if you dare say anything, you are the problem and you will be silenced. Consider this news out of Germany. The article i reading here is Chair of German Ethics Council says an investigation into government's COVID response is quote, dangerous to democracy. It says the need for an investigation is understandable, but is incredibly toxic. It is profound; it has a profound impact or effect on a polar on polarizing society, and is dangerous to democracy. Uh, this person said during uh, an interview with Germany's center left Die Zit. Um, yeah, dangerous to democracy. It's just kind of. Crazy! How often we hear that phrase, how almost every news outlet in the country, not just the mega news outlets like CNN, Fox News and MSNBC, but the local area news uh, organizations talk about this new trend of being, quote unquote, dangerous to democracy. Somebody put a montage of this together on YouTube and I want to play this video. Watch this.
2: Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our Our greatest greatest responsibility responsibility is is to to serve
1: serve our our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities.
0: Mid-Michigan communities.
1: We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are we concerned about the trouble and kind of trying responsible, one-sided, one-sided news, news stories, stories plaguing our country. country.
2: Plaguing our country.
0: The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first.
1: The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too, too common, common on, on
0: social, social media. media. More alarming, some, some media outlets publish these things are true without checking facts, facts first. first. Unfortunately, Unfortunately some, some members
1: of the Brazilian the use their, their platforms,
0: platforms to push, push their, 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 their own personal, personal bias and an agenda, agenda to control exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. I mean, it just goes on and on. And it's just amazing how they're all literally word for word spouting the same, same uh, script. And it has been foisted upon you so that people like me are considered the problem. (laughs) We are silenced. We are suppressed. And uh, you won't get this content unless you search for it now. Now, again, don't question the government as the government does what it does. And this happens as things that the government does backfire. Again, but you got to look for the facts yourself, perhaps winning the award for the most ironic moment of COVID-19 vaccine uh, mandates is the city of Boston. My home state, the capital city of my home state, Boston, Massachusetts, back in April of 2022, dishonorably discharged 12 state police officers for failing to get the COVID vaccine. Well, guess what happened four days ago? Three active-duty police officers died suddenly within seven days. One had a brain aneurysm, and one is just listed as died suddenly. Uh, please understand that life is one long high school experience at this point, and you're being peer pressured by the cool kids to fit in. But for the sake of your own life and the sake of your sons, please, please think for yourself. I can't believe I, as a pastor, I'm saying this. It used to be the seculars who would say, think for yourself. But as the world becomes this religious secular machine, you as a Christian need to learn to think for yourself. Think not for yourself, but think heavenly and think discerningly as the Holy Spirit leads you. Why? Because it's not funny. Even when the country tries to be funny. I give you Jimmy Fallon. Again, comedy is dead. Late night comedy. I miss Johnny Carson. I miss Jay Leno. Those guys were funny. This is Jimmy Fallon pushing people in new york to put on masks inside again why because of the newest strain of the covid19 virus and he does it to a great songs tune which literally makes a mockery of one of the greatest songs in rock and roll history the love shack watch this there was alpha- I can't take it anymore. That does deserve a laugh from this guy. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in unprecedented times for America, for the West. It brings me back to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 3, as the culture of ancient Israel declined, as government officials ruled like children and oppressed the people, God spoke through this great prophet. And what did he say? Isaiah 3, verse 12. My people, infants are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, your guides mislead you, and they have swallowed up the course of your paths. This is where we are as a culture right now. And the news on COVID is just part of it. Today, we've got to talk again, as usual, about the transgender nonsense craze with Ridiculous News.
1: Ridiculous.
0: more madness from the world of erasing women's sports this from fox news check out the title of the article transgender male swimmers struggling against new competition after earning all-american honors as female (laughs) the article itself (laughs) the title itself so this is um isaac Hennig, a transgender male joined yale's men yale's men's swimming team after finishing last Last year, I'm sorry, last year as an all-American female swimmer, swimmer. sorry, I totally botched that. Uh, Let me try that again. Isaac Henning, a a transgender male, joined Yale's men's swimming team after finishing last year as an all-American female swimmer. Henning has uh, taken hormones for eight months amid his transition, but the seniors' times are about the same as they were at the end of last season. He wrote an op-ed piece for The New York Times on Thursday. Henning wrote that during a meet in November among 83 swimmers, he finished in 79th place. He says, I wasn't the slowest guy in any of my events, but I'm not as successful in the sport as I was on the women's team. Really? Shocking. The four people to finish behind Henning, when again he went back to men's swimming, according to OutKick, were a swimmer born without a left arm <laughs> and three <laughs> specialized <laughs> in the breaststroke, my friends. This is the culture of madness, and it just <laughs> makes you laugh. Oh what do you do um what do you do when the world is literally a culture of fools maybe foolishness is the answer to the fools there is a proverb that says answer a fool according to his folly lest he be thought wise in himself um and so a dad took to reddit and posted this response to his ninth grade uh daughter coming out as trans to him and i just want to put it on the screen because it's a pretty cool plan that he came up with watch this he says, daughter says she's trans, ninth grade. What do I do? She he goes, confess I'm trans too. She's confused. Dad, no, you're not. Stop being a bigot, Charlotte. Let's do this together. Wear dress and makeup the next morning. Daughter is angry, tells me to stop faking it. No, I'm trans, honey. Now get in the car and let's go to school. She's horrified. Asks me to drop, asks me to drop off a block away. Nope. Walk her in, wave to front desk. She's fuming. Wife can't stop laughing. Pick up daughter in skirt and heels. Crappy makeup, glitter on cheeks. Skip over to her and her friends. Dad, stop. It's not funny. Demand she use my pronouns. Call her a bigot. Next morning, she's done with the whole trans thing. Begs me to stop. Is being trans now like the '90s version? Of being goth definitely not cool when your parents do it lean into it and shame them out of it and good for this father and by the way it's kind of ironic that somebody might have read that post because life does imitate art um i don't know if that was true or not but it was a funny post on reddit so check out this article from the blaze a father legally changed his gender to female in attempt to gain custody of his kids Quote, I'm also a mom and quote, <laughs> this is reported in the blaze on December 30th, Renee Salinas Ramos 47 announced publicly that he had just legally changed his gender identification from fem- uh, to female to circumvent a legal system, which he claimed unfairly favors the mother in custody cases. As of this moment, I am female. Now I am also a mom. That's how I consider myself. I am very sure of my sexuality. What I have sought is to give the love and protection that a mother can give her children. And you say, Wow, that's really crazy. Well, how dare you question what he feels inside, right? This is the madness. This is the madness. And I was thinking, I was thinking, nice job, Renee. Way to work the system, Mr. Ramos. Or should I say Mrs. Ramos? I've been thinking, in the church world, there's this constant push in my church. Where I pastor, that some people, again, women, say, why don't we let women preach and pastor? Uh, this question comes up a lot, by the way, on this channel. That's why I'm bringing it up on 10 Questions with Tim. Well, maybe one of these Sundays, just for the weekend, I will identify as a woman, and then all those unbiblical complainers can finally zip it. We've had a women preacher. Hello? <laughs> That's maybe what we should do. You know what I'm talking about? But again, the madness answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be thought wise. Himself. Life is high school. And ladies and gentlemen, grown ups, grown ups, let me put this, grown ups are ashamed of the stupid crap they did in high school. See, what is a fad now in public is going to someday be so yesterday in a few years. Consider parachute pants. They were great for MC Hammer, but they were terrible for people like me, white dudes who looked ridiculous in the 1980s and 90s. London Bishop William Ralph Inge once said, if you marry the spirit of your own generation, you will be a widow in the next. So don't follow the crowd because the crowd moves on. And one day the truth will come out and you'll see how stupid it was to be on their side back then. Like when doctors used to recommend smoking for those who could, could had a hard time breathing or those with asthma. Yeah, that was actually a scientific thing back in the day. I love what Charles Hayden Spurgeon said, great preacher from the 1800s. What, then, is it for man to serve his own generation? I note first that it is not to be a slave to it. It is not to drop into the habits, customs, and ideas of the generation in which we live. End quote. See, a church that is full of the world will never be able to change or influence the world. Don't be that guy who figures out at age 65 he shouldn't have tried to fit in. It's not a good look. And ladies and gentlemen, our culture gives us plenty of reason to run, run to Jesus and stand strong in the wisdom that it gives you, because we live in a culture that thinks your gender is inconsequential and can be changed, but the color of your skin is the most important part of you. Yeah, just like Martin Luther King Jr. thought and dreamed. No, not so. We live in a culture that thinks killing an unborn child is a civil right, but letting guilty mass murderers live is justice. We live in a culture that believes men can get pregnant. That a child doesn't need a mother or a father if the parents, quote-unquote, love each other, end quote. We live in a culture that believes the pharmaceutical industry wants you to be healthy. No, they don't, because they don't make any money on healthy or dead people. They make money on sick people, and they don't want you to know that. And that's why that COVID banner warning right there is there. See, if you marry the spirit of your own generation, you will be... A widow in the next. You weren't made to fit in. You were made to stand out. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that, testing and imp- by, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable, and perfect. Okay, don't go anywhere. Because I saved the best segment for last. And we're going to do politics. But I'm not really ticked. I'm actually kind of inspired by what I should be ticked about. And I'll show you why. Watch this. I'm not really ticked about this as much as I'm kind of inspired by how fool, foolish the fools can be. American leaders are so desperate to run our country away from God, they find themselves running back to him again. Let me explain. This past week, America got a new Congress. And every time this happens, uh, elected officials are sworn in on a holy book. Most often, again, it is a Bible, far most often. Sometimes it's the Quran or another religious book if they're Hindu or a different religion. Well, even that once sacred ceremony has reached an all-time low this past week incoming californian congressman uh, robert garcia chose to be sworn in on the u.s constitution and underneath it a copy of the original and rare superman comic book (laughs) yeah superman comic book now full context he is an immigrant who came here not knowing any english and he learned it from reading the comic book superman so it means a lot to him and then this quote it says this, Superman is the first comic I read as a kid. He was an immigrant from another planet who was raised to believe in truth and justice. And those things, those are the things I value. So definitely there's a personal connection there, end quote. Okay, fine. That's wonderful that you see the story of Superman like that, like through the lens of your life. And Garcia, it should be noted, is a homosexual and probably the Bible offends him completely. So he wants nothing to do with it. And I get that. And I can't expect non-believers to want to celebrate or swear in on the Bible. This is America. You have the right to do that if you you want to. But what Garcia doesn't recognize is probably the most ironic fact about him swearing on the Superman comic book. Did you know that Superman's story is the story of Christ? It is. And it's actually inspired by the Bible. Think about the parallels between Superman and Jesus. A chosen son is sent by his father to another realm with special powers to save humanity from itself again and again, and then to teach them the values that will preserve their civilization. That story is very familiar, is it not? Uh, He is sent to adoptive parents in an ordinary area of life. He started his mission at age 30. Yes, the original Superman comic books have Superman starting his missions at age 30. Same age as Jesus. (laughs) Both were prepared for their mission by living in solitude, for Superman the arctic and for Jesus Christ the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and then there are strong parallels to ancient Jewish heroes Moses and Samson in fact did you know that Superman was invented by Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster Jewish teenagers in the 1930s who invented the comic book during the great depression to draw inspiration on the biblical characters of Moses and Samson but Christians should know that the biblical characters of Moses and Samson are pointing not to Superman But to Jesus, Jesus is the true Samson who dies to save his people from their enemies. Jesus is the true Moses who leads his people out of slavery and into the promised rest of God. Oh, and by the way, there's a comic book uh, uh, edition of Superman where he dies and comes to life in 1992. And it was also one of the narrative lines of of the 2017 film Justice League where Superman died and came back to life. Ironically, the congressman who doesn't want to swear on the Bible but on top of the Superman comic book literally took an oath on the literature that was inspired by Christ himself. So congressman, the laugh is actually on you. (laughs) Even those who reject Jesus can't avoid Jesus. That is the reality of this faith, my friends. So let's not get worried. Let's, get not, let's not get nervous as what we see happening to American life. Let's also remember that they are definitely trying to shape us and groom us into their mold, but we are God's people. We are not of this world, and we need to categorically reject their philosophy, but then find connections to what they believe that actually betrays. A real search for Christ, who can change them and transform them and bring them hope and truth and justice, and perhaps restore the American way. We need to be ready to share the gospel. We need to see it everywhere we can to do so. Guys, I'm so glad that you got we're here today. I'm so glad that I was able to bring this content to you. My new book is coming out, Ending Emptiness. I don't know when any day now. It's about. King, uh, Ernest Hemingway, King Solomon, and you. And if you want to get a hold of the first chapter, then donate to the channel, support it, cash app. Tim Hatch TimHatchLive or TimHatchLive.com support, slash support. Any amount gets get you the first digital chapter free. And then monthly dependables, you get a free copy of the book. And then tomorrow night, we are back with the deep dive. Don't miss it. I know I said last week that we would do the deep dive, but things got crazy for me and I didn't do it. So we're back into the deep dive. First Kings chapter 12, uh, tomorrow night at 7.30. Make sure that you again are hitting that like button, hitting that subscribe button, and hitting that notification bell so that your smartphone can let you know every time we go live. It is an absolute privilege that you were here with me tonight on the deep end. I look forward to seeing you on the deep dive. God bless you guys. Have a great night. Seek Christ and lead others to him. God bless you.